Today we're going to talk about rest and my yoke is easy, which seems like the opposites, but uh, that's what we're going to go for. All right, so we're going to go all the way through the Bible real quick. You guys good? We're ready for that? Perfect. Okay, so at the start, Genesis. So God blessed the seventh day, made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. And uh, the first thing I want to just point out is God, God worked, right? He did six days of work. On the seventh day, he rested, probably because he wasn't too exhausted to work again. My guess is on the seventh day, he rested because he's like, hey, from the beginning, I want to set a precedent that there's a holiness to rest. And I need my people to understand, like, you guys need to rest. There's a goodness in it. There's a gift in it. It's like if I had $20, and I was like, hey, I want to give you a good thing, right? I want to give you a good thing. So he gives us rest, all right? Um, last week, Cody talked about be holy as I am holy, right? And so part of this holiness is actually coming into the rest. Like, if you were to look in the Old Testament, especially, a lot of these places says, and keep my Sabbath holy. Like, hey, here's a promise. Here's a good thing. Oh, and keep my, my, my Sabbath holy. Like, keep it holy, right? And a lot of times we look at that and we're like, another rule, right? There's another thing that we got to add to the plate of things that, like, I've got too many things on my plate as it is, right? You might be this guy right here where you're like, man, I've got so many things in this season that I got to do. Like, ah, and I got to keep another day that I needed to, like, block out. I don't have enough days for the stuff that's going on right now. How many people relate to this guy? I do, right? This, this last week, I've been running, and I've got just all sorts of stuff. Nate, my friend over here, is like, hey, you guys want to do games? I'm like, I would love to. I can't. Josh is like, hey, you want to have a rest day? And I was like, yeah, ironically, I'm talking about rest this week, so... Um, can I take a rain check? Right, so this is me being real. Like, I understand this guy, right? And uh, earlier this week, I was talking with a friend, and uh, he was like, hey, I need some prayer. You know, I've got a lot of good things on my plate in life, but, like, I just need to know, man, what do I need to take off my plate? Like, this right here, it's either Brussels sprouts are gone, right? Easy peasy, you know? I don't know what else there that you're like, oh, man, cauliflower. Nope, right? But... It, you get my point, right? There's things in our life where we, we load up our plate with so much stuff, right? And in this season in particular, it's like this party, this family, this event, this thing. And like my encouragement to you guys is we, we need to value rest. Like we need to find rest. Now, if we're going into this spot right here, so Exodus, I was talking about how God was like, hey, I want to give you this good gift, right? It's like, hey, I want to give you $20. Like I want to give it to you. And they're like, no, Ask and you shall receive. There you go. So like, here's the thing. It's biblical. Anyways, long story short, like, I want to give you this good thing, right? And we're like, oh, man, it's just another thing on the plate. No, I don't know. Like, what, what do I cut out of this plate in order to, like, add this rest day back in? Well, the, the cool thing is my friend that had asked me, hey, can you pray to help me, like, figure out what I need to take off the plate? Later that night called and said, hey, you know, I've been praying, I've been chewing, and I think what God is asking me is like starting off with a fresh plate, and I need to put on the things that God wants on that plate first, right? Like how many of us start with, what do I need to take off of my plate? What do I need to cut out so that I can thrive? And God's like, no, 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 no. you need to reassemble this. Like it starts off with rest. It starts off with a day of rest. It starts off with, hey, these are the things that are the most important to us. 
And then you know what? By the end, you're like, don't have room for the Brussels sprouts. Sorry, mom. You know, I'm just kidding. Sorry, kids. Start with dessert, right? You got to start with the good things. I like that. That'll preach. Anyway, so um, the good thing is he wants to give us this good thing, right? And then we go into the angels, right? So the angels are like, hey, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. So we have this time, we're like, hey, we've got this sweet present for you. It's the baby Jesus, right? And Jesus is coming, and he's coming to give you good peace, rest, all of these things that he's like, I want to give you this stuff. And immediately, he's got to go and be like, no, 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 hold on. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Because everybody's like, no, 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 it's another law. It's another rule I got to follow. Like at this point, they're tithing to literally like the, the tree. Like they're taking mint things out. And they're like, no, like stop giving like okay, I've got to do this accountant thing. I know, don't care, I gotta, no, it's not like another rule, another step, another thing that you'd like adding to the play. It's like, no, it's made for you so that you can have rest, so that you can have this good thing. Now, I've talked with a number of people in this congregation, and I know that a lot of you guys are tired. I'm tired too, right? And I think a lot of it, my tiredness, is because I've got stuff on my plate sometimes that I don't need to have on my plate, Right? So some of the tiredness is because we're doing good things. Sometimes it's because we got other stuff we don't need to do, right? But the good thing is Jesus also turned around and then said, hey, come to me. I'll give you rest. So if you're in this place today and you're like, I'm tired, the good news is we've got somebody who knows how to give you rest, right? That's good. That's such a good thing, right? And then he turns around and says, hey, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest into your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so here's this weird thing where he's like, hey, I want to give you this good thing of rest, but also my burden is easy and it's light, right? Which then we're like, whoa, 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 you just went back into work, right? There's work involved, but you're saying the work is easy and light. Now, when I was overseas, because I haven't, I don't know about you, but I haven't spent a lot of time yoking animals. Can you raise your hand if you've spent a lot of time yoking animals? All right, so I don't know a whole lot of this world, but when I was overseas in third world country, I had some friends that were doing this, and I said, hey, tell me about this passage, because you live this. Give me some insight. And I, you know, I don't know if this is for everybody, but in the third world country, what he told me is he said, hey, an easy yoke and a burden, er, and when burden is light, is like this. And I was like, okay. And he said, first of all, you start with uh, a yoke, that's the wooden thing, by the way, that fits the animal. So they'll actually design it for the animal, right? And then they'll soften it so it doesn't cut into the animal. And I said, okay, well, that makes sense. Why wouldn't you always do that? He said, well, because in poor nations, you go from one animal to the next animal to the next animal. It might not always fit. I was like, oh. And so he was saying, yeah, so if you've got the wrong yoke for the wrong animal, whether it's, you know, a donkey instead of a cow, Right? Or if it's just a baby one and it was designed for an adult one, sometimes it doesn't fit. And when it doesn't fit, it'll wound. Right? And so when you have the wrong yoke on you, it'll actually cut into the animal. And if you don't soften it, if you don't sand it down, if it doesn't fit right, it literally will cut into the animal. And so sometimes what you're saying is, that right there would be a heavy yoke because anything that they carry is going to cut into the animal, right? Now, this obviously is not equally yoked. And the Bible talks about yokes in a lot of different fashions, right? And uh, the one that I'm 
talking about today more is, is this. But like this even goes into marriage, right? We got a marriage coming tomorrow, right? And we don't thankfully have a cow and a donkey, right? Like they are equally yoked. I'm going to hear about that one later. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyways, I got your attention. You're all awake, so we're good. We'll call that a win. Um, so anyways, in this passage, it's talking about not being yoked to unbelievers, right? And so the thing is, you need to have the same animals. If you try to put two different, they're not going to work, right? You're not going to get anything done other than hurting both animals for the most part. Let's go on to the next slide and move on, right? Right? Here's another sign. Okay, so... When you are yoking animals, you want to get the same kind of animal, the same size, the same everything else. Like these two are about the same size, right? But uh, one is laying down on the job. It's really hard to do work when one is laying down on the job, right? Like if we're going to do work together, you can't have one that's moving and the other ones that's just sitting there saying, well, can you drag me along, right? There's just, you can't do it. You're not going to get much done, right? Now, the cool, 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 cool thing, right? God created us. Back in Genesis, he says, I created you in my own image. That is like the most profound thing for me. Number one, he created us in his own image. And then second of all, Jesus follows up and says, hey, we're fellow workers. Jesus is saying, I work alongside of you. Think about this. I am yoking myself to you. So he is saying, hey, I don't care what you think your identity is. I see you as somebody that's equal to walk with me. Think about that for a second, right? He's trying to say, I'm coming back for my bride, and it's an equal bride. It's not a cow and a donkey, right? It's not him pulling and us laying on the ground. He's saying, I'm coming back to a bride that wants to walk with me. It's when the spirit and the bride say, come. And like, literally, he's saying, hey, I'm going to do the work with you. I'm going to come alongside you. We're going to do this thing together. And when you do that and when you walk with me, your burden is going to be light. Your yoke is going to be easy, right? And it's because, you know what? When we're walking together, when we have that intimacy together, when we have that unity together, you know, we've been talking about unity all day this morning, it seems like. But like when we have that together and we're working with him, the work doesn't hurt the same. There's a value in it, right? So obviously the key is for us as we get closer to God to look more like God, right? So when we're yoked with him, we look just the same, right? When we're pulling the same direction. And the cool thing is Jesus, in one of my favorite prayers, is he's saying, hey, and the glory which God the Father, you've given me, I've given to them. The goodness you've given, I've given so that they may, they may be one even as we are one. He's asking and praying that God, hey, I want unity among my bride and with me and with you, the Father, right? And the cool thing is we're talking about missions, right? There is, so you went with Bethel recently in the same town. How cool is it? that we would have the same opportunity to go alongside and invest. So like Marquette County is investing in Guatemala. It's not just this congregation, that congregation, right? What happens when we start seeing the bride as more than just this church, but also more than just this county? But like, hey, what can we do to yoke ourselves to make the kingdom of heaven advance, you know? I've been in some of those countries during some of that sweet spot time where I'll vouch for them. Like, I've been in Africa where... 
they are begging you to come into the schools to tell them about Jesus. Because the fact that they can bring in English speakers to teach them English, they're like, I don't even care what you teach. And we're like, good, let me tell you what I can teach you, you know? And so like they grab hold of it. And then when it catches, it catches like wildfire, right? I mean, I don't think it's an accident that, you know, Jesus is saying, hey, harvest is plentiful, workers are few, you know? I think there's a time for us to rest. And I think this season, I encourage you, spend some time resting. Rest with your family. Rest with your friends. Enjoy the presence of God. But also when it's time for us to get up and work, right? It might be work like what Allie's saying. It might be that we're on our knees more, that we're in the Bible more praying through things, memorizing scripture. Like we have to do some digging ourselves, right? That's part of that work. But when we as a congregation start walking together in that, good stuff's going to happen. So in summary, rest is a gift that he's going to invite us into. Let's start by asking God what should be on our plate from the start. Are you yoked with Jesus? Are you running ahead of him? Because if you try to run ahead, it's going to dig into both of you, right? Are you walking with him? Are you laying down? Where are you at? God's desire is for us to be unified with him. As a church, let's work well together and let's rest well together. He has chosen us. Do we choose him?